jungle for monkeys went fishing, that is, till their shrimp went awry. One's a cushion and one's a chimpanzee, the other baboon, the last a blue monkey. Leaving their homeland, stepping away into time, Hello everyone and welcome to Jungles and Dragons, a D&D actual play podcast about Four monkeys who enter the Forgotten Realms to save their monkey friends and go on an adventure. This is our early morning episode. Our voices might be a little bit silkier, a little bit smoother. Uh, or they might not be. I might be imagining it. Um, I'm Harrison, your DM. Uh, Ethan, would you like to start us out with Paul Venus and a funky monkey fact? Yes. Um, I open up the file, the Paul Venus file. Look inside, it reads, Ethan Williams, playing Paul Benus, Paladin Chimp Knight. <laughs> I open up the file, I, I go through the words and the letters and the numbers, and I, I come across a line that says, Funky Monkey Fact. And this week's Funky Monkey Fact is uh, one thing Paul Benus would change in his life if he could. I read through the file with my, my eyes darting across letter to letter, spaces to spaces, and it reads <laughs> that the one thing Paul Benus would change in his life is he would wish his nipples weren't as rashy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is. I close the file and I put it back in the drawer. And I pull smoke a stogie. I yeah. smoke a stogie. <laughs> and it's a horse good. comes in. I say, go away, Get out of horse. here. <laughs> can't, you see I'm, can't you see I'm a bit busy? I go back to my files. Thus concludes another episode of the Ethan Files. <laughs> my, my sobbing horse wife busts down the door and goes, August, August, I tried to go to the detective, but he just wouldn't have me. We'll never know what happened to our boy. I said, damn it, woman. You're getting hysterical. There's no need. I'll get the search party tonight. I, I open my fridge and inside I see a missing poster on a on a, a milk jug and it has a little blue monkey. <laughs> He's got a wizard hat. <laughs> and it says it says Spoons Rango. Uh tiefling statted wizard level four. I turn on the other side and it says He always said his classic phrase, if I could change anything about myself, it would be I wish I didn't pass out so much because it means I can't be there for all my friends. But mostly it just means I hit my head a lot and it hurts. So that's what I would change, I think. Has Spoons passed out since like episode three? 
He's dead like three times or four times. It's more than most. Sure. Okay. A lot of yeah. a lot of fainting and then getting unconscious. <laughs> anyway, I I, cl- I, cl- I close my big fifties fridge and I start blending up a, a a cup of Joe. I sip it and look out the window. My boy. Hours later, night descends the city. Search party goes to the woods, <laughs> swinging our flashlights to and fro. We see something in the distance. We look down, and it's nothing but a carcass of a deer. Inscribed on that deer carcass is, Hi, I'm Gabe. I'll be playing Eugene T. Monkey. Fighter. That's also an old creature monkey. And uh, my funky monkey fact for that day, is, for today, is um, if Eugene could change anything about himself, it would be that he wishes he was a more present father for Chattanooga. Um, he, he wasn't necessarily an abusive father or anything like that, but he's kind whoa, of, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not imply that that was ever a, that, that was ever a, a possibility. I, don't know. I, f- I feel like it, I, f- I don't know. I f- you never know. Neglectful, neglectful. Oh, yeah, I would, I would yeah. say like dis- distant and neglectful. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nick. <laughs> I'm not participating in this bit because it's taking up too much time. Uh, I'm playing Ani the baboon, who is a druid. Uh, and his funky monkey fact is if 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 he could change anything about himself, he would make himself just absolutely jacked, just rippling pythons, <laughs> just a living weapon, just a powerful being of pure muscle. Uh, but I don't think baboons can exercise physically; like they just don't get stronger because they're apes. So yeah, he's just kind of stuck. I see. That's a tragedy. I press stop on the. Nick.mp4 the tape <laughs> and I, I pull out the flash drive on my computer and seal it up in a bag and put it in one of my files and file it away into one of the drawers. Thus ends another episode of the Ethan Files. In a dark room in a, in a penthouse in Chicago, uh, the brain pitter-patters on the window as Harrison turns off his television. It's been another successful episode of the Ethan Files. He is pleased. He turns to the camera and says, Hi, I'm Harrison. I'm the DM of this game. I sort of run this show. My funky monkey DM fact is that if I could change one thing about myself, I would have remembered that Stone of Far Speech is an Adventure Zone thing and not just a DMV thing. Because we've been, we've been ripping off the Adventure Zone for like 15 episodes now. So, um, yeah, we... We have an item called the Stone of Far Speech, which the monkeys use to communicate with Draconia, which I thought was just like a D&D item, but it's actually just an Adventure Zone item from the podcast The Adventure Zone. So I feel really bad now. I think we should rename it. Didn't that one podcast, Dungeons and Daddies, do that with Rockport? Where they thought that Yeah, was- I was going to say, so Dun- Dungeons and Daddies, uh, the show which this show is heavily inspired by, also did the exact same thing where they named the city after an Adventure Zone city without uh, realizing it. So yet again, we are ripping off Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I think what we should do here, let's have, a, let's have an on-air production meeting. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we should just do a total retcon, um, have everyone forget that there are even stones, and switch our communication devices to banana phones. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that, honestly. As this episode, as this session begins, everyone looks down at their stone of far speech and what watches as it morphs into a banana <laughs> phone. Whoa. And with Whoa. that, let's uh, start the episode process. really weird in my pocket. Jungles and dragons and jungles.
Eugene, you are standing in the bathhouse of the rest stop inn in Adventure Camp. Uh, in the center of this room, there is a large bath in which lies the segmented corpses of three dwarves who have been murdered by Miss Carver, the old mushroom woman. Laying on a table is the unconscious body of uh, Captain Armstrong, not dead yet, but about to be carved into by Miss Carver. Um, and sitting in the corner of this room, uh, sedated completely asleep, are Fridomisto and Chattanooga, your son. And Miss Carver has just seen you enter the bathhouse, and she has said, Oh, Eugene, would you like a bath? Oh, holy fuck. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start screaming. Guys, guys, uh, guys. Uh, I don't think anyone can hear you from within this bathhouse. Remember, there's a large right. stone hallway leading here. All right. The first thing I'd like to do is I lay out the carpet in front of me. Yeah. And, um,. I'm going to go use my first maneuver, and I'm going to hit Miss Carver with a disarming strike. Okay, how does that work? So with disarming strike, I add 1d8 to my damage, and also they have to, they have to do a strength saving throw, DC 13. Okay. If Are they you... fail, they, and if they fail, they drop, they throw their weapon in front of them. Sure. Are you close enough to her to hit her? You, uh, so to describe it better. You're on one side of the bath, she is on the other. I, I, I throw my hand axe. It's okay. the own weapon. So, uh, I get 14... 14 to hit? Uh, let me check, actually. I'm not sure if that hits. 14. No, 14 does not hit. Uh, you Fuck. throw your hand axe and it goes behind there and bounces against the wall. However, you have successfully caught her, her attention fully. And she moves away from the table, which Captain Armstrong is on, and she says, uh, Oh, little monkey, come here. Come here, little monkey. Come to mama. And she starts waddling around the bath towards you. All right. Uh, I start backing up, like, and start, start like, goading her. Like, come on, come on. Move a little forward. Move a little forward. Yeah, she is Pointing shuffling towards you. Put the carpet in front of me, Harrison. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. You... <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm gonna give her an intelligence check. Uh, Interior decoration. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That is a 10. I don't think that's gonna do it. So she starts shuffling towards you and waddling, <laughs> and she immediately steps into the quicksand, and she sinks in four feet, and she says, Oh no! What the hell?! Eugene, why would you do <laughs> this to me? She? Yeah, how tall is she? She's about uh she's about five feet, I'd say, so like her head and shoulders are out. And she says, Eugene, I can't believe you would do this and she starts trying to climb out of it. Um, as soon as she tries to climb out of it, I bring my great axe to the sky and I'm gonna use my new feet, Greater Weapons <laughs> Master. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With Greater Weapons Master, I take a Minus five penalty to my attack, but if it still hits, I um I do automatically plus ten damage. Whoa! Uh, okay, you can try that. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Does he have advantage because she's fucking still? Uh, do I? No, I wouldn't say you have advantage. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Uh, sixteen to hit. That hits. Oh. <laughs> Double overhand, so 1d10 plus 3, plus 10, 
So 20 damage. Jeez. 20 damage. Oh, yeah. You take a big chunk out of her mushroom cap head. And as you do that, spores come flying out. Give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, can I plug my nose? No. 19 plus 5, 24. Yeah, that beats it. Uh, so I'm just going to assume that she's, you know, safe in the carpet for a while. So I'm going to run. I'm going to run to I'm going to run to all the rooms and just knock on every single door. Guys, 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 everybody, everybody, anybody. Oh, that's Mr. Hollywood. Oh, that's Mr. Hollywood. He's here for my business meeting. My, my pitch meeting. It's not Mr. Hollywood. It's Eugene. Two distinct voices. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, uh, oh, we get we got a we got a problem. We got a problem. Right. Carver, Carver, like, Carver. I, I open the door. It's like Dracula meets Citizen Kane. Okay, that's kind of what <laughs> well, it's no, like. I, I don't know what that means at all. I have not seen either of those movies. Uh, man, uh, man, Carver. She's carving people up. Her name's Apropos. Everybody's down there. We gotta move. Okay, okay, okay. Let me go grab my sword. I'm I'm coming out. Oh my head. <laughs> is is this is this Ani or Mr. Hollywood? Mr. Hollywood speaking. Who is Mr. Hollywood? <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay, that means I don't have my business meeting today. Uh, wait, what, what, what's 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 uh, Chekhov's actual name? Isn't it like McLovaney? McLovaney. Uh, okay, okay, I go and I go I go to Mr. McElroy's door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you go to his door when I knock. I knock, I say, Vaney, old pal, uh, can I get some help? Um, knock, 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 the, knock, knock. The, the door opens, and uh, McIlvaney sticks his head out, and he says, What's all the ruckus going on in here? What's all this? Curver. Listen, listen, man, I, th- I think that, that, that the, uh, the, little, the mushroom woman might be a little, little unhinged, a little, little twisted in the head, you know? Like a little, a little mentally, mentally unusual. <laughs> well, she is pretty old. There's three bodies cut into pieces in the bathhouse. Ah, oh, Harold. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he pulls his gun out. Uh, it's a good thing I always sleep with Betty on. And he walks out, and you can see he's wearing this, this blue long underwear with a butt flap hanging open. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he twirls his handlebar mustache, and he says, All right, boys, let's go take care of us a mushroom woman. I, I look yeah. to spoons and Paul. I look to spoons and Paul. You, you remember those? You remember those spores? What what like spores? The, the, like the game. You remember when she farted farted on you? Oh. She did fart on us. Oh, dude, that was so stinky. How could I forget? Oh. Think, oh, I think that, so that was supposed stinky. to knock. That was supposed to knock you out. I think you guys were gonna be next. Whoa! No. I doubt it. <laughs> I think you're probably incorrect. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. You're Let's probably move. dreaming. <laughs> We're a little too cool for that. Okay. Is everyone is everyone going downstairs now to meet Miss Carver? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Let's march single file. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, actually in, march in single line. file? <laughs> yeah. In a, a, a Snow White dwarf line. It's like no. Okay. It's like the Snyder cut when they're walking up the stairs. That music. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just slowly marching. Yeah, uh, so you're all walking in a single fi- a single file line. Who enters the bathhouse first, then? Probably Eugene. He's yeah, I'll go story. first. Or no, okay, I guess McElvaney Eugene... would, right? McElvaney you, you... would, right? No, not necessarily. So if Eugene okay. wants to enter first, he can. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, you open the door and you enter this dark stone hallway. Give me a uh, 
uh, what would that be? A, a deck saving throw? <laughs> 19 plus 120. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> you you feel your foot step onto the step onto the quicksand uh quicksand um uh uh carpet uh which has been moved to the entrance of the stone hallway. However, as you as your foot touches this quicksand, you gracefully leap over it. Uh and now everyone knows that it's there. Yeah, boys. So if it moved, that means she must have got out, right? Yes. All right, I'll just shuffle it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, don't, she... you don't see her in the hallway. Okay. Guys, um, be on edge. Be on edge. This is a little scary. I'm a little scary. I'm flipping Back scared. to back, everybody. Back um, to back. I, go, I walk over, I walk over to the, the bath area. Where, where, the, where uh, I guess... You walk over to the bathhouse? The okay. Give me a wisdom saving throw. I'm fairly wise myself. I've got a uh, oh, saving throw. Oh, I'm yes, quite wise. Educated. Um, I rolled a 15 plus 3, 18. 15 plus 3. Okay, before 18. you... Be oh, yeah, 15 plus 3, so 18. Before you leave the hallway, you get the sense that she is, like, hanging above the entrance uh, <laughs> into the bathhouse. You say she's right above me, isn't she? <laughs> I I go, okay, okay, okay. I have I have an idea, guys. I have an idea. Mm. Yeah, right. spit it out. Alright. Um uh okay. That's not helpful. Yeah, we have to cut that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, watch this, ready? Okay, I'm gonna cast alter self on myself. Yeah. Um, at second level. And one of the things you can either change appearance, aquatic adaptation, or natural weapons. So I'm gonna yeah. grow. Uh, I'm out of my head. I'm just gonna grow a crown of spikes. <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, it says my unarmed strikes deal one d six bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. So it would be piercing in this case. Okay, one d six piercing. That sounds good. We'll look okay. at students and say, "He's become a living weapon." <laughs> and then, and then His I go, I go. What's um? What's the pirate woman's name? I can never remember names. Captain Armstrong. Armstrong. I go, Captain Armstrong. I'm coming to save you, and I run out and then stop short right in the threshold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you stand in the threshold, uh, um, you see from the ceiling falling towards you, uh, Miss Carver, the mushroom woman, holding Eugene's uh, hand axe, uh, swinging it towards you. Uh, she does fall onto your spikes. Uh, g give me, uh, give me a one d six for that. <laughs> oh, this is stupid. It's good. Oh, it's a five. Ah, five. Yeah, five. she takes five damage from that uh, as these spikes cut into her her mushroom flesh, and this pale white blood comes out, yeah. and she goes. Oh! But however, she's going to swing the hand axe at you as she does that. Um, uh oh! As she falls onto your head, <laughs> this was maybe not the smartest uh, idea. <laughs> does a fourteen hit? Uh, my armor. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. She swings this hand axe into your side as she hits your head, uh, oh! dealing um twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one damage. Uh, no, that would kill right, you again. Yeah, it would. No, uh, dealing five damage to you. 
Oh no! Five As this axe this cleaves, not cleaves into your side. I go, Carver, why, why are you doing this, Carver? Is everyone <laughs> is, is everyone else like coming to the bathhouse here? I'm yeah, gonna... we should. Yeah, let's move. Yeah, so, so, so you're so you're like behind. So you're like behind spoons then. Okay, I needed to know that for placement because she yes. then uh, shoots out a bunch of spores, and I need everyone to give me a Constitution saving throw. She not respond when I say, "Why, Carver? Why?" She says, "Because I, uh, I," and she sort of twitches a little bit, and she doesn't give you an answer. Oh my God, I'm rolling snatch uh, twenty plus five. Fuck off, Gabe. Gabe's I'm not being honest, I'm not Failed. lying. I guess. I got no, I know. What'd you get, Nick? Six. Six. What'd you get, August? I got a seven. I failed. Seven. What'd you I get? got nine. Oh my oh. god! Wasn't the whole okay. point you didn't want me to fight alone, Harrison? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to fight this fight alone because Eugene's been by himself still quite stuck a bit. On my head. But, uh, and let's give, uh. <laughs> 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 that got a four! <laughs> Wait, if, if I'm gonna fall over, she's still stuck on my spikes, so she's gonna fall over with me, right? Uh, no, she wasn't stuck on your spikes. She just she just oh, bashed cool. into them and it hurt her. She made her bleed. Um, Bonk. Sonic. So ev everyone immediately falls asleep, except for Eugene. <laughs> this is truly the Eugene art. The air. <laughs> yeah. Eugene, you're standing there. All of your friends have just fallen asleep. Miss um, Carver stands before you. Not gonna make uh, you roll initiative just because there's just two of you. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. Uh, let's see. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I'm not. Should I disarm? No, I'm not gonna try to disarm her again. I'm just gonna run for my axe. I'm gonna run for my hand axe and try to yank it out of her hand. The one. Okay, sure. That that's gonna be a a, a strength check, an opposed strength check. Stronger than her. Fifteen. Yeah, she got a four. So she goes, "No, no, you stupid monkey, stupid, stupid!" As you pry this axe out of her hand. All right. Yep. I got two axes. Okay, that was your turn. Flip them. Yeah. Um. With her turn, what do Deathcap Myconids do? What can they do? Uh, what would the Adventure Zone do? Just kidding. What would Dungeons and Daddies uh, copying Adventure Zone do? She she shoots out uh, more spores, uh, which sort of fill this area. Um, Eugene, give me another Constitution saving throw. Eighteen plus five, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay, you can tell that she has attempted to poison you. However, it does not work. She then just punches you. Uh, with her with her pale mushroom fist. Uh, that is a 17. My armor class is 18. Okay. That's a cool attack. I wish it had hit, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as she punches me in the face, I want to use both my hand axes to like, in an X formation, to like catch her fist. <laughs> and then, yeah. like scissors, just cut it off. Ooh. Oh my god. Why don't you try to... Why don't you try to uh... Oh yeah, and I also want to, as a bonus action, I want to try to wake somebody up. Sure, yeah, okay. So let's do the, your attack first. I'm just going to say that's an attack roll. Yeah, I'll, I'll use hand axe. Okay. Uh, damn, 15 to hit. That doesn't hit, right? Uh, no, that hits. Uh, her armor class is 15, so that hits. Sick. Um, 
Yeah, deal um, damage. Damage? Depending on how much damage it is, I'll say whether or not her arm gets cut off. Eight damage. Five plus three. Eight damage. Um, no, I don't think that cuts her arm off. However, uh, it's sort of hanging there limp as your axe really? like, cleaves into it, and it's just sort of hanging just barely on. And she says, Oh, Eugene, why would you hurt an old woman? I'm an old man. This doesn't really affect me. This isn't really a moral quality <laughs> at this point. Old man versus yeah, old and woman. And then I go down to Ani, and for my bonus action, I use my maneuver rally. Yeah. And that gives them temporary eight, 1d8 plus 1 temporary HP. Uh, how does that wake him up, though? Because it's rallying, so I'm like shaking him, and like then like I'm motivational speaking at him. Sure, yeah. Tell me what you say to wake up on. Come on, and Annie, we gotta him. we gotta wake up. Come on, we know, I know you can do this, man. You're a young gun. You know you're you're shooting and dooting. I got you, man. <laughs> you got this. Come on, come on. <laughs> so they get plus they get plus five temporary hit points, and they wake up. I'm gonna uh, just sit up straight and uh, light an imaginary stogie and say. Well, Mama, Mr. Hollywood's back in town. Oh, no! <laughs> man. I, I, I see action start potential in you. You're the next Tom Cruise, I'm telling you. You're the next big thing. Oh, man, I'm the I'm like Clint, East, Clint Eastwood or Chuck Norris? Clint Eastwood. No, it's more Tom Cruise. I'm seeing more Tom Cruise in you. I don't know who that is. Okay, I'm going to give you a turn here, Ani. Hmm? I'm going to give you Who's a turn Ani? here. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Hollywood. I'm gonna give you a turn here. Yeah, get your Mr. Hollywood stat sheet. Uh, uh, what should I? <laughs> Why did I wake you up? Okay. <laughs> uh, cast flame blade and get the flaming okay. sword in my hands, and then I'm gonna uh, attack the mushroom woman. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Give me. Uh... Give me your attack with that. 17. 17. That hits. 17, um, 38. 17, 38. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you plunge your, uh, your sword, your flaming sword into... Uh, uh, actually, do you want to describe how you attack uh, Miss Carver with this flaming sword? Uh, yeah, well, before attacking, I'm going to light my stogie with the flaming sword and take a yeah. off of it right in her face and then just slash, slash her there. Yeah, okay, yeah, you slash through her mushroom flesh with this flaming sword and she goes, Oh, ouch! Oh! Uh, deal damage on that. Six. Six. Eh, okay. Uh... Miss Carver is uh, not looking great. Uh, she's bleeding this pale mushroom blood, and she says, Oh, oh, I can't believe you've done this. Why would you hurt an old little woman like this? Oh. Um, and she shoots man. out uh, <laughs> more spores. However, they're a little... Actually, no, she doesn't shoot spores. I think she just punches you, Ani. She punches you in the face with his pale <laughs> mushroom. Punching? Mushroom fist. <laughs> Death Cat Myconids have an attack that's just called fist. Um, <laughs> and that's what she does. She fists you. Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> that is uh, 19. I believe that hits uh, your class. Yeah, family <laughs> podcast. but uh... Okay. So first, so first she deals 10 bludgeoning damage to you as her fist hits you in the face. Oh. 
<laughs> and right. then and then she deals uh four poison damage to you, and you are now poisoned oh. as this poison seeps oh, from her fish. Forget into your your face. You just might be the next Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Just, Every oh, time really, man's on the block, smoke trees. Do you, do you really think so? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I still have to kill you, but thank you. But I thought I was the next Tom Cruise. <laughs> Okay, it's your turn, uh, Eugene. I'm starting to think this Mr. Hollywood guy's just blowing hot air. <laughs> yeah, then I take off of my stogie and blow it out. <laughs> I, I cough. <laughs> I take out my battle axe and I'm gonna try to bisect her. I, I miss, I got an 11. You miss horribly, uh, and, yeah. and it, it slams down on the ground against her. Ani, what do you do? Oh, Ani, it's the start of your turn. You're poisoned. Take, um... Take a million damage, quickly. What? Yeah, take a million damage. <laughs> take take 1d4 poison damage. Uh, at, it's the start of your turn, and you're poisoned. Okay. Ani, you're back. What can we take from you again? Three. Three, okay. Oof. All right. No, but uh, what do you do on your turn now? Uh... I am going. <laughs> Santa? Dracula? Dracula? Santula? Santula. Santula. <laughs> I am going to... Uh, huh. Alright, uh, I'm just gonna try to jab it in her eyeballs. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah, give me the attack. Give me the attack roll. Ooh, that's gonna be a three. No, wow. <laughs> just like Eugene, you miss horribly. Maybe you're starting to get a kind of woozy from this poison in your system, and you fly right past her. Uh, actually, maybe taking a dip into the bath. Uh, I think your flame blade uh. is magic, so it's not extinguished. However, you do fall into this dirty bath water with the dead dwarves in it. <laughs> I'm just going to sort of put my arm on the dead dwarves and say, you ever see Whiplash? You know, I produce that joint. <laughs> Uh, she then she she then shoots out more spores, uh, which that's sort of her thing. If you haven't been able to tell yet, uh, yeah, these, I wasn't sure. These spores are different though. They're not like the sort of green farty spores. They're these uh, there's these there's these uh, sickly looking black spores. Everyone, give me a Constitution saving throw. Well, not everyone. Eugene and Ani. Oh, so it doesn't affect uh, people 11, sleeping. Eleven plus five, sixteen. That's uh, be twelve. Twelve, <laughs> Ani. Uh, Mr. Hollywood is back to sleep. <laughs> Ani, go ahead and take forty-four poison damage as these oh. spores enter your lungs. That's gonna be thirteen. Uh, thirteen, yeah. Okay. Thirteen damage. What I'm does out. that kill? Oh, okay. Wait, forty. Yeah, that does. Yeah, that math tracks there. Okay, yeah. Ani, you fall unconscious. Uh. I don't think you're face down in the water because then you would die. But you do fall unconscious and you're sort of floating there in the water. Um, it's like he's sleeping in the in the hot tub. Eugene, you've just seen as Ani has fallen under, and uh, Ani has Carver fallen. is still standing before you. Uh, Ani, you don't need to give me your death save yet. We'll get to that in a bit. All right. I feel like Eugene's eyes go wide for a second because I feel like mm -hmm. subconsciously, it's kind of been like I don't want to see people die anymore. Mm -hmm. So. He's kind of pausing for a little bit. So he leaves. Then, yeah, so he <laughs> leaves. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> but yeah, but he gets he gets pretty angry. So I'm gonna do hand axe, hand axe, action surge, battle axe. 
Okay. Give me, um, before you do that, give me a, a wisdom check, I guess. I guess that's the best check for seeing something out of the corner of your eye. I got a two. To Give me a brain check. Okay, no, you don't notice anything. Okay, but go ahead and do your, your attack. First one misses with a seven. Yeah, okay. Misses. Second one hits with a 16. Yeah, that hits. And it does... Yes! Eight damage. Hell yeah, okay. And then with the battle axe, I'm going to make this another great weapons master. Okay. 18 to hit. That hits, yep. Oh my god, this is going to be insane amount of damage. 18 damage. Okay, yeah, describe to me how you attack her and how you, uh, yeah, do that. So, I throw the first hand axe and it misses. Then I throw the second hand axe and the hand axe kind of like like skipping stones on a river. It hits the ground and then goes to her knees, causing her to fall to a knee. Then I grab... I grab my battle axe and I swing it above my head. Cut her head off like a fucking mush- well, Mario you don't. mushroom. She's not dead. She's not dead, so She's you not- cut her head off. Oh man! But then I just it re- then I instead of cutting off her head, I go for her shoulder and it goes deep into her shoulder. Yes, it does go very deep into your shoulder, and she is she is uh, screaming. Uh, she's going. Ah! Eugene, I'm just an, an innocent old lady. Why? Why? Yeah, I mean, like and, I said before, um, this morally doesn't affect me. She, um, she grabs your face with her hands, and she leans in close to it, and she gives you a kiss. Uh, give me a pretty difficult Constitution saving throw. No, this is the first time I've seen action in a hot minute. <laughs> Since that time in that bar, that one time. <laughs> 15 plus 5, 20. 20, okay, yeah. Uh, she she, she um, exhales these black spores into your lungs, but you're an old man. You were probably a smoker at some point. You're used yeah. to it. Uh, and, and she is unable to affect you. <laughs> However, she just refuses to die. Um... She is, uh, she is, she stands up and she is just standing there covered in this pale blood, not going under. And then, uh, you failed your wisdom check earlier, so... Oh, yeah. You, you weren't quite pre- You're not really sure what's going on, but you see something flying across the, uh, the, the pool, the bath. It is a whirlwind. And it it flies into Miss Carver, and it sweeps her up, and it comes back, and it takes her to the table uh, over which is standing Captain Armstrong. And her, she, she takes this rapier, which you can see now, um, she slashed through the air, and this whirlwind came from it and picked up Miss Carver. And, uh, she takes this rapier as Miss Carver flies to her, and she stabs Miss Carver through the heart. Um, and, uh... Let's roll damage on that. (laughs) Okay, as cool as that was, she only deals 8 damage. Uh, (laughs) Miss Carver looks like she is almost dead, but she is still standing. And she goes, So much health! How could you do this to me? Please stop! I'm so innocent and old! Okay, but she is almost dead. That was so cool! Uh, uh, Captain Armstrong says, Thank you, Eugene. Uh, You want to help me out here? Hell yeah! 
uh, let's see. Let's see. Do I have anything else to do? I'll just do the normal. Let's just let's just go ahead and get with the battle axe. Okay. Fourteen plus five, nineteen. That hits. And I'm doing. I'm gonna do it one-handed. I'm gonna look at Armstrong for a second. I was like, "Should you you're trying to do a two-on-one real quick?" Uh, no. You can take care of it. I don't really care. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> okay. Rejected. This is sig- Sigma female right there. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, five okay, damage. That. How much damage? Five damage. Not a lot. Okay, that is enough though. You, oh. you plunge your axe into her heart, and with that, Miss Carver finally keels over, and in a heap, she dies. Um, and uh, um, Armstrong is standing there, and uh, she says, uh, All right, as soon as your two friends and all these others wake up, outside, we need to talk. All of us. Yeah, no problem, ma'am. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, she, she, oh, uh, she goes I'm... over and she grabs Ani, and uh, I think she just punches him in the face, and that wakes you up, Ani. You're up at one HP now. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Is this Ani or Mr. Hollywood? Let's <laughs> find out. It's it's Ani. Oh, okay, so it's about dawn by the time everyone wakes up. Uh, I think you all head outside. Um, you see Frito Misto trying to mingle with McIlvaney, and McIlvaney is just annoyed. Uh, and uh, Armstrong wakes. Uh, Armstrong storms out of the the hotel, and she stands in front of you all, uh, and she clears her throat and says, "Okay, we need to talk about what the shit is going on." Yeah, I would like to also know that as well. Also, yes. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming, I'm not sure what's going on, but I assume if everything's an illusion, that's just part of the programming, right? Just to, just to take out more people? She says, this is a rest stop. That's not how adventure camp works. Rest stops are a danger-free zone. They're a safe place. So you've done this before, huh? Yeah, I won won the last one. Uh, So when the, when the green dragon killed those goblins at the start of the dungeon... I thought that it was just something wrong with the bracelets, but I see now that it's more than that, right? Because this was supposed to be a safe place. Nothing like this was supposed to happen here, and yet the owner tried to kill us. So it's not just the bracelets. There's something wrong with the whole ship. Do you know anything about the owner? The the owner Uh, of... Well, I meant the owner of the inn, but the owner of the ship is Buddy. He's never done anything like this before. Every adventure camp has been smooth sailing. Mm. Let's see, we mm. again and Jan's gone. Krunga's gone. Killed the slimes. Was no. there anything oh, else? I forgot about like Krunga. This? Now I'm sad about Krunga. How are you, how are you gonna forget about Krunga? He was our best I, buddy, I mean, best, best developed character. Anything weird? Anything that doesn't seem to be behaving like it's supposed to be? Uh, oh, Mr. The, the Hollywood's kind of weird. Green, what about um, the Green Dragon? You're the Green Dragon. I was the Green Dragon around like was... and. It was just kind of, kind of fucked, bro. Kind of royally fucked. It was kind of scary. Kind of fucking scary royally, bro. It was really How freaky. so? What did it do? It was like, yeah, it was like kind of, kind of moving around real fast, like one place, and then, and then it was like in a, in a, in, 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 inside, in a, in an inside place, and it was kind of like, like you, you know, like, like teleporting, like no clipping. Yeah, like no clipping. Yeah, that's not something a green dragon is supposed to do. Uh, yeah, 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 there is something. 
very wrong here. And I mean, one it's other a thing. Situation. You, you, you know what I haven't seen much of here in this forest, this mushroom forest? What? Other adventurers. Like, there should be way more of them here at this point in the adventure. Well, I think they're they're dead. Yeah, that's what I was about to suggest. I think it's <laughs> yeah. possible that most of them haven't survived this far. So, here's the thing. Normally, I like to adventure by myself when I go on an adventure like this. But I'm beginning to doubt my ability to get out of here alive. So I would like to formally invite you all. And she looks at you. She looks at Fridomisto and Polly and, and McIlvaney. And she says, to join my crew. Mm, monkey huddle? Well, I, I have a proposition for you. Why don't you join our crew? She's well, I am a captain. Uh, that's my name, Captain Armstrong. So... And my name is Tortellini, and these... Nothing here. <laughs> these are the vagrant I mean, boys, Mr. Hollywood's right? a big shot corporate executive. I think he has you a little bit more... You guys keep talking about this Mr. Hollywood guy. Who... Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be back soon, I think. She yeah. says, uh, look, lobster feet. I admire your guff. I admire your gall standing up to me like that. So I'll tell you what, if you join my crew, you lobster feet will be my first mate. All right, let's do oh, it. Yep. Dude, this right, that sounds, sounds like a pretty cool like, deal. Uh, yeah. I, think we're, I think we're signing up for this deal. Where do I sign? I'm, I'm into that. Uh, Polly says, sure. I mean, I'm down. And Chattanooga says, yeah, I mean, I, whatever. Like one more person on the team. That sounds cool to me. And Freedom Easter says, oh, I, I appreciate I'm it. a little nervous about being subordinate to anyone, but it's fine. Whatever. No, Freedom Easter. As if you're not already. It doesn't matter. You're kind of. Freedom Easter, as if you're not already subordinate to five. You're kind of at the bottom of the total. The sixth one is you. He, looks, yes. he, just, he doesn't say anything. He just looks down at his feet. Freedom Easter, you are an ant to us. We are gods. I mean, oh, oh. I you were less than a clown ever. A anyway, those, those, those funny, right? I'm kind of the, the dumbass magician spider that died ahead of us in the caves could kick your ass. All right, man, oh, you got oh, nothing. Um, all right, oh, okay. Well, I, I always appreciate constructive criticism. We were looking for the dumbest um, guy, the absolute dumbass. Yeah. In, all, in all the land, it's you, Frit Mist. It's fucking you. So stand oh, down. Oh, okay. Oh, well. I didn't know you felt that way about me, but I <laughs> take Armstrong to firm handshake. I say, I'll take it. <laughs> Welcome to the crew, Tortellini. And uh McIlvaney. McIlvaney standing in the back says, uh Uh, I appreciate the offer, Captain, but uh I work alone. And he starts heading off into the forest. Hey wait, McIlvaney, do you have a card I could take or something? Card? Not really. How, you got a banana phone number? No, I don't. I'll tell you what. You'll know you've met me again if you find a bullet somewhere on your body. I'll see you later. He starts leaving. <laughs> Will the wind whisper your name when I most need you? Please! <laughs> uh, maybe. I, have, I haven't known it to do that in the past, but I am no stranger to miracles. And he starts leaving. Again. It's one badass dude. <laughs> right. I turn around to Armstrong and go, I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> she says, shut up, moron. Okay, we need to right. talk about our options. Uh, she says, if we, if we look at the map, you'll see that we are coming up to the snow globe 
or the ice ceiling. So this is the snow globe is something which appears in most adventure camps as sort of a staple. It is the classic trap. Within there is a horrible blizzard. We would have a very rough time surviving it. It's awful, trust me. Uh, it's not easy to get through. Normally, everyone who goes in there gets teleported to medbay because it is hard to survive. But we would just die because, you know, the bracelets. So I think what bracelets. we do... What? The bracelets. Yeah, thank you, Spoons, for that contribution. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Tortellini, for that contribution. Um, I You're believe... Uh, however, the, the, the other option is to climb the snow globe, which is very safe. You, you stand on the, the ice ceiling, you just walk across on top of the snow globe. Everything's cool. The only issue is that with that is that it makes you more susceptible to any aerial threats, which in this case, in this adventure camp, is the green dragon. However, I would personally would rather take the green dragon than that blizzard. What do you think? Isn't, isn't there also the risk of us falling through? Like, what if someone else had the same idea? Or if the green dragon gets one good hit and just the, the ice cracks beneath uh, us and down we go? Polly... Polly says, uh, yeah, that is a risk, Spoons, but um, look, I, I read Adventure Camp Weekly where they give you the updates and stuff. I, th I, I think we'll have an, e uh, an easier time surviving on top than we will below because a chance of falling into the blizzard is much better than a 100% chance of like entering the blizzard and probably dying. Mm. Uh, and then Fridomisto pipes up and he says, well... So I also read Adventure Camp Weekly, and um, I've done this before. Nerds. And you guys know about the Explode Zone, right? Uh, what, didn't we already go through that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna the Black, the, black Forest? The, what, black now? Forest gets No, not the Black Fruit Forest. This is a different explosion-themed area. The Explode Zone. And Captain Armstrong looks up and she says, We do not want to enter the Explode Zone. That is not a good place. For those of you who don't know... It is the lowest point in the ship. It hangs over a massive pit with a suspended explosion in the middle of it. Just this constant ball of fire and energy. And uh, the only way to get through there is to cross these moving platforms through the heart of the explosion. It is an almost 100% chance of death. And uh, Frito Misto says, But normally anyone who falls into the pit gets teleported to the med bay. However, there's no medbay this time because the bracelets don't work. If we let ourselves fall through the pit, and I've talked about this before, we could well, yeah, get to the heart of the ship. Exactly. Is this not a good idea? I mean, it's not the Burbage. worst idea. We are, we are a crew we... now, so it'd be good to have a ship. Wouldn't we die, though, is the thing? Yeah. Maybe yeah, not. These two. Maybe not. Uh... He says, come on, come on. And Captain Armstrong and Polly are both in agreement. This is a terrible idea. And Chattanooga, Chattanooga just doesn't know what to do. He's just like, whatever. I'm just along for the ride at this point. I just want to see my kids. We should follow the winners, to be honest. I, I, I think we should follow the winners. Yeah, I think like the winners, like the per people who have experience in like doing this stuff, I think they should be making the shots, you know? And the first yeah, mate, which honest. is me, so... Uh, oh, yeah. that's, Paul, that's... what do you think? What should we do, Paul? I just, I just said I think we should listen to the winners. You know, I think it's that's a good uh, idea, Paul. Yeah. Oh, we just—it seems like we don't have much of a choice because we don't have any. No one, none of us wear warm clothing. We dressed for the sun. We're all so screwed if we have to go through the blizzard. 
just uh, well we I all got our monkey fur oh wait no not all of us <laughs> yeah captain armstrong says what is the deal with that anyway why is he so ugly uh, uh he's just a fucking weirdo honest, i don't really know yeah conscious it's choice really, i think it just sort of happened one day it was a really cool battle and i won because i'm really cool and powerful you know yeah well uh <laughs> no no cool battle is worth looking as horrible and wrinkly as you do but you don't really uh, need to be rude about it that really so, isn't uh, Ani, you, uh, you clean the decks, okay? That's your crew job. Um, oh. Let's, uh, Damn. let's Damn. get going. Armstrong, on, the, uh, on, on your, on your uh, travels in the Seven Seas, you ever come across a, a bear-shaped slime? A bear-shaped slime? We tell stories about the bear-shaped slime. <laughs> I'm gonna catch it one day. <laughs> Call me Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> or no, call me Ani. It'll be call me Ani. <laughs> let's get let's start moving, right? We should. All right, yeah. I, my my vote goes for glass ceiling or glass yeah, ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta burst through the glass ceiling, guys. <laughs> yeah. We gotta is break every, the is everyone is, so? Is everyone voting for the ice ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, okay. Let's do it. You eventually do get to. Uh, you, you walk through the forest until you get to this huge wall of ice going out as far as you can see. You cannot see any way to walk around this wall of ice. It is massive. Um, there's this big archway in it, which uh, it's too dark for you to really see anything through it, but you can hear the rushing of wind and the, the crashing of thunder and lightning. Um, and uh, the, the wall of ice here, it's kind of rugged. It's kind of jagged. It looks climbable. And I'm not going to make you roll or anything. You do succeed in climbing it uh, after a while. It's very cold up here as you get about 200 feet into the air, uh, standing on top of this uh, this ice ceiling. You climb the wall, you get to the ice ceiling, and you are standing on top of it. And there is just this floor of ice stretching out as far as the eye can see. Uh, that's really all there is for you to walk across. And it is very cold, but uh, certainly not as cold as the blizzard, you gather. Um, and uh, And Polly says... Okay, everyone, we, we need to be careful here. Uh, and Captain Armstrong says, yeah, uh, I'm not entirely how, sure how sturdy the ice here is. So let's just all be careful. The penguin slide on my belly. I have an idea. I get on, my, I get on all fours and I lick the ground and get my tongue stuck to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Are you actually doing that? Yeah. Okay, give me... Um... What's the what's the roll to see if your tongue gets stuck? Maybe a constitution check? <laughs> okay. Uh that's an eight. <laughs> an eight. Yeah, oh. your tongue does get stuck. Uh, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Can I cast a fucking flaming sphere? Just near oh! Don't oh. put my tongue out. Wait. Oh, yeah, five foot diameter sphere of fire appears right next to, to Paul's tongue. <laughs> uh yeah, you you put a flaming sphere next to Paul Benus. Uh Paul Benus take 1d4 heat damage. However, your tongue is unstuck. Okay. Uh that's 4. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great. Uh you still have some like chunks of ice on it, but for the most part you're better. They'll slowly melt away. I don't see what the advantage of that was, Paul. I I don't really get your idea. Well, um, 
you see what my advantage was. Now I got a little like lisp because my tongue kind of hurts. Um, mm-hmm. My advantage was that. Um, well, um, uh, 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 I get it. Uh, and I just walk away. <laughs> start, start walking. Uh, uh, yeah. You guys are walking across this this ground of ice, and it's mostly opaque, but you can kind of see this blizzard underneath you. Uh, uh, but you you do uh, you are walking across this, and it starts to get kind of foggy. Uh, Captain Armstrong says, "This is weird. There's never been fog up here before." But I mean, we are pretty high up. Maybe it's just clouds or something. And it keeps getting foggier, and eventually you see. Uh, Eventually, you see this vague shape in the distance through this fog. It is black armor. Oh, that's not ideal. Uh, okay. Um, still black I... armor, not moving. And Paul still. Says, oh, oh, could that be them? Could that be my troop? That'd be good if we could team up oh. with them. The goof troop. Oh, <laughs> oh the troop that wants uh, us dead, guys. Not, 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 not the goof troop. The goof troop is a different uh, section of well, the, the Neverwinter military. Polly, I think you should take the lead on this one, then. Sure. Okay. And uh, she just sort of charges Polly, Polly. forth. Yeah. What? Polly, if if that's your guys, you stay with them. You go on ahead. You forget we're here. No, right? we're not gonna. Don't worry. I'll talk to them. We're not gonna. I gave. I gave we, Lonnie we my don't word need that this. I would not arrest you guys. We don't okay. Need this. You won't. I they don't want. need this. We don't need. Okay. We, we need everything, guys. We need everything. Holy, we dying. don't need this. People are dying, man. Uh, okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay, don't worry about it. I, I mean, I do want the book. That's still, that's still a thing. But I promised you guys, we're not going to arrest you. Okay. Uh, and she, right. she turns around and she starts. She's still being careful in the ice, but she's sort of moving faster. And she starts walking towards uh, this black armor. Are you walking with her? No, I'm not. No, fuck that. No, okay. No, no. <laughs> she she walks she walks over there. Yeah. Uh, she walks into the distance, and you see her standing in the distance in this fog, looking at the black armor. And she just stops. She stands still. You don't hear voices or anything. What the? She's oh. just standing there. You can see her in the distance of your view through this fog, standing there. Uh, Polly, you good? Polly. Oh, I'm going to start going forward. Polly. Okay. Are you going all the way over to her? Yeah. Okay. Is everyone going? Yeah. We're we're like we're we're slowly creeping over, like tiptoeing over. I'm, I'm gonna hang back. I'm gonna hang like ten feet behind everyone, but I'm still moving forward. Uh, Cap Cap uh, Captain Armstrong says I'll stay here with you, Spoon, so you don't end up by yourself. And thanks, man. You about, the rest of you stay about ten feet behind everyone else. And uh. Ani, uh, Eugene, I guess Chattanooga and Paul Benes and Freedom East step. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'll walk over to this uh, <laughs> this scene where Polly is standing, and you see Polly is just trembling. Uh, her hand is shaking. Uh, there's this look of anguish on her face, and what she is looking at is a, a man wearing a suit of black armor, just standing there. A gash in his neck, and there are also four bodies lying in the on the ice, wearing the same black armor, with the same holes ripped out of their neck. And there's a little bit of blood dripping from these wounds, but most of it is gone. Oh, 
I forgot about our our friends of the Dance Academy. The fog around you starts to move. And I've been calling it a fog, but perhaps a better thing to call it would be a mist. A fart and the, the mist begins to move around you, and it begins to change. And forming a circle around Ani, Chattanooga, um, Eugene, and Paul Benis. Because remember, uh, oh, and Friomisto. Because remember, uh, uh, the, the other two of you were holding, hanging back. Uh, forming a circle around you are seven vampires. And music begins uh. to play. Oh no. <laughs> uh, if it isn't the seven dwarves. <laughs> I just thought I just saw that one right now. These, these seven vampires surrounding you are wearing these fancy black and red outfits. One says, Oh, this is great, Madame Verdelac. We just ate and now there's even more warm bodies. And another says, Oh yes, I've never tasted monkey blood before. And Madame Verdelock, this tall woman wearing a black and red dress with a tall collar, says, Yes, my students, we shall enjoy this meal. How about dinner? And the show? And the vampires all start to dance, throwing their hands in the air and circling around you in this circle motion. What do you do? I just, oh, I just stand there confused. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Actually, let's do initiative really quick. Okay, uh, I'm ready. Initiative is rolled. Uh, first up in the order is, I say as soon as I close my notes, is Spoon's Rango. Oh, wow. I didn't these roll va- These vampires right. are circling around you doing sort of these, these jazz hands. Well, they're, they're not around uh, me. They're, they're in front oh, of me. Oh, sorry, they're not. They're surrounding everyone else. You were looking at this, and uh, you see these vampires circling around the circle going... Ooh, cha cha. Ooh, cha cha. Ooh, cha cha. <laughs> like that. So are they? So I'm. I'm like ten feet back behind everyone. Yes. But the vampires, they, they've noticed they... you, but they're they're not attacking you yet. Vampires are they? You know. Sir, how big is the circle? How big is the circle that they're that they're in? It is seven vampires surrounding six people. So yeah, they're they're pretty spaced out. Seven okay, silly like... vampires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how many could I hit with a ten foot square? Uh, ten feet. Not. All I wouldn't of them. even catch one with a ten foot. Uh, no. I'll say I'll say two. You can hit two. Okay, fuck that. I'm casting magic missile. <laughs> okay. Instead, and so I yeah I cast magic missile. I get to pick three of them to to hit. Uh, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll I'll do um two normal ones and then the 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 woman the mistress. Yeah, looking at Madame Verdulac, you can see that she seems to be more of a real deal vampire than these other ones. These other ones are what you might call vampire spawn if you were using the D&D monster manual, while Madame Verdulac is a proper vampire. Okay, so I'll, yeah, I'll just, I'll just hit three. One to her and the other two to the other two. Um, okay. So, oh, I rolled her. So this means okay, I have uh, to come up with features for these vampires now so tell me which ones you'll hit and then i'll creature features okay so i hit the one uh, the one nearest to ani the one nearest to paul and madame verdelach okay <laughs> you hit you hit you hit an eye patch vampire a vampire wearing an eye patch uh you hit you hit a vampire you hit a vampire with a with a, with a big bushy mustache Mustachula. Mustachula. <laughs> and you hit, hit Madame Verdulac. Okay, deal damage. Mustachula. 
Okay, so I do I do this. Uh, okay, I do. It's the, each of them do. Yeah, so each of the three darts. Okay, so one is a uh, five, and then plus my spell attack, so ten damage to one. Oh hell yeah, that's nice. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. Uh, the other one. The other one is nine damage. Okay. And the last is seven damage. Seven. Which one would you like to hit, Madame Verdelog? The most. I'll do the ten to her. Okay. Well, you also kind of feel like Madame Verdelog might not die in this encounter, and it might not be worth your while to focus on the damage. I'll I'll hit her with a nine. (laughs) Okay. The middle one. Okay. Sure. That sounds good. What, what would you do if we killed her in like two two? Oh, how would you evolve? I'd be super impressed, her? actually. I'd be totally fine <laughs> with that, but I don't think you're going to. Um, okay, next yeah, up is her, and as that happens, uh, she actually leaves the circle. She turns into a mist, and uh, she reappears in front of you, spoons. Oh, and she says, "Now, spoons, you shouldn't interrupt a vampire while they are dancing." Don't you know that? Say, big lady. Yeah, she says, <laughs> I say, all right, cool. And then she, um, she bites you. Not like turning into oh. a vampire, but oh. she does bite you. Uh, <laughs> just casually turns into a vampire. <laughs> like, oh, sorry guys, God. I'm a vampire now. No, there's, there's, a, there's a whole, there's a whole thing you have to do to become a vampire in D&D. Uh, or, or I think if you get killed by one, specifically by its bite, then you turn into a vampire, but I don't think this is going to kill you. Uh, well, first of all, does a 15 hit you? Oh boy, does it. Okay. Uh, well that's going good. to be only 10 damage from that. Okay, oh, only 10. I will do the <laughs> healthy helping of health. I've got plenty more to spare. Yeah, she bites you and she she takes a chunk out of your neck and she says, Mmm, monkey blood, not that bad. I go, I go, ah, ah. Oh. <laughs> huh? Okay, next up is Paul Venus. <laughs> okay, so. I, 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 uh, I strike a powerful pose and I start glowing with white white energy around me whoa and i cast channel divinity turn the unholy which does whoa. uh what does that do it each fiend or undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wis saving throw on failure it is turned for one minute until it takes ja- damage so if I understand correctly, I'm not a D&D expert, but if I if I understand correctly, uh, turned means that they have to like, whoa, dog, dog, you lie, hound, oh you lie. That was the wolf the man. Uh, so if I understand correctly, what turned means is that they have to like avoid you at all costs, like they or are in fear for their lives. They censor. They you can censor fiends and undead. What does censor fiend mean? I don't know. And it's not I'm gonna look it's up censure, you know, not with the O. With the U. I'm going to look up what turn means in D&D terms. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so it, it seems that they lose their morale, like they have to run or cower. Um, so you, you it's like it's like showing a cross to Dracula, right? Like ah, you summon this holy... Just this holy like power. that. 
and uh, they, they become afraid for their lives. So describe how you do this to me. Um, actually, I'll tell you how many vampires get affected first, okay. and then we'll, then we'll do that. So wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, everyone but Madame Vertiloc and one vampire gets turned, so they are in fear for their lives. So describe to me what you do, Paul Venus. All right, so as I'm glowing with energy, I, I kind of sort of walk towards the center of this circle with them circling around us, and... I just, I bust out the best dance moves you've ever seen. Okay? Yeah, describe them to me. Alright, so, I start out by slowly flossing, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it goes faster and faster, and as I start flossing, I start flipping around and, uh, and, like, spinning on my head and stuff like that. Like like, fucking Mugen? Yeah, it's that gift of Mugen. Yeah, Yeah. where I'm just, like, completely breakdancing. It's the most insane shit you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, the the vampires immediately stop dancing, and they look at you and say, they say, No, this power, it is too great! Ah!" And they immediately turn and run. Uh, Except for one who doesn't quite get the memo, and he's still dancing and going, Wait, where did everybody go? Madame Verdelock turns and she says, This power, you must be killed at all costs! And oh, uh, she starts to move back towards you. However, uh, uh, Paul Venus, as you're doing all this epic, awesome dancing, uh, the ice begins to crack a little. Uh oh. Forgot about that. <laughs> um, okay, next up is. Uh, what it, well, it was originally Vampire Group 1, but since most of the vampires left, I'm going to cut them out of the initiative. Uh, th- th- if you look at them, they're, a roll, they're just running off over the horizon, terrified of powerful dancing. How long does that last again? One minute. Or until I take damage. Okay, one minute is pretty good. Next up is Polly. She pulls out her halberd. And she charges at the one vampire still standing there. She says, Ah! Die, you foul vampire! Just just like that. Just like I delivered it. Uh, and let's check vampire spawn armor class really quick. Google, pull uh, up vampire spawn armor class. Google, pull up vampire spawn armor class. That beats us AC. Uh, these, are, these are like lesser vampire spawns, by the way. I've modified them a little bit. Um, and she deals... Um, let's say the vampire remaining is Ipatula, and she deals, um, eight damage to him with her halberd. Okay. Oh, next up Ipatula. is, next up is Ani, not classic character Ipatula. Ani, what do you do? <laughs> Surrounded by vampires. Well, no, that's wrong, you're not. Surrounded by Ipatula and Madame Verdeloc. Can I take a health potion? Because I think I'm still at, like, one HP. Yeah, you can do that, and uh, I'll say that counts as a bonus action, so you can still do your turn. Alright, how much would that heal? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't want to use what I have before, because you're a little higher up now, so let me look uh, look it up. Uh, 2d4 plus 4, let's say that. No, two, uh, 2d4 plus 2, actually, let's say that. Okay, uh, that's 8. Uh, let me do input that real quick. Okay, uh, can I turn into an ape using wild shape, like a big gorilla? Like a big gorilla? Uh, what is the, that depends, what is the gorilla's challenge rating? I feel like it's kind of weird, though, that's like, if I was like a man turning into this a This is like turning man. into a bigger man. Uh, gorilla is one half, I don't think you're at one half yet, do you remember? Has listed, uh, 
ape under fourth level with uh, one half. Oh, so, so think... you can so you can do one half. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can turn into a big ape then. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn into a big hairless gorilla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can never regrow hair, no matter no matter what you turn into. Yeah, uh, Captain Armstrong from a distance shields her eyes because this is just so horrifying. You were a big <laughs> that is that is gorilla. gross. <laughs> uh, what do you do? I'm gonna uh, pound my chest and then just try to punch uh, the the big lady, the big vampire. Uh, Madame Verdelock. Okay, so you turn around to where she is. You try to punch her. Give me an attack roll, and also, uh, do you know how much gorillas deal? Uh, let me check. What's the deal with gorillas? I think it's a uh, fist melee weapon attack plus five to hit, reach five feet. Yes. One d six plus three. So you're going to uh, do your attack plus strength plus five. Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh my. God. That hella hits. Oh, yeah. You punch Madame Verdelock in the face. Roll damage. D six plus three. That's six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you you punch her right in the face. Deal. You said six damage. Yeah. Yeah. A little blood comes out of her nose, and she says, "No, no, my blood, my blood, no." Um. Ape. <laughs> uh, next up in the turn is uh, Frito Misto. A fucking and asshole. He oh, looks brother. at the crack where Paul Benis this is standing. Guy stinks. And he looks at Chattanooga standing next to him. And he grabs Chattanooga by the neck. And the Chattanooga fuck? says, Ow, what the hell? That hurts. And he stands over the crack where you are, Paul Benis. Like he stands next to you by the crack. And he looks at all of you and he says, We are in this mess because you wouldn't listen to me. Krunga is dead. We're being attacked by vampires because you wouldn't listen to me. Now <laughs> through this crack clown? is our ticket to the heart of the ship. Do you understand? Through this crack is the realization of my dream. Now I don't care if you don't listen to me. I don't care if you think I suck because I know I'm special. I was born special. I was born destined to have my name among the stars. And soon everyone will know my name. And he looks down at the crack in the ice and he says, Through this crack is my future, my fame, my destiny. Now I bought this monkey, and he holds up Chattanooga, and I'm taking him with me. You can kill me or you can let me die down there. But Eugene, and he looks at you, if you figured out what I think you figured out, I know you're not gonna let that happen. And Frito Misto starts stomping on the ice. Stomping oh God. on the crack. And Chattanooga says, Dad, what's he what's he talking about? Uh, however, the turn order is still going, so you can talk to him, but it's not your turn yet. Don't you dare fucking do it. Don't you fucking dare do it. He's he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing it. Oh. Uh, next up is Ipatula. Uh <laughs> and uh he um he is going to uh try to attack you, Paul Benis, to put your powerful dance to a stop. Oh no. He rolls a natural one, so he flips <laughs> on his face. Actually he flips on his face and he lands on the crack where Frito Misto is stomping. And it starts oh. to crack even further. Uh next up is you, Eugene. First thing I wanna do is I wanna put down the carpet under Chattanooga. Like under where mm. he would drop, I want to put down the carpet. Give me a sleight of hand. 
Uh, let me see. Let's see. Click. Click. Come on. Seventeen. Love the movie. Seventeen. Yeah, you put it. You put a. You put it underneath Frito Misto's hand where Chattanooga is being held. And I want to throw a hand axe and use a disarming strike. Oh, to make it, okay, that's clever. Yeah, do that. Ooh. Let's see. Let's see. Roll, 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 roll. Seventeen plus five, twenty-two. That hits. And wow. they have to do a. Let me see. Let me see. What is? Where's disarming? Where's disarming? Mm-hmm. A strength save, uh, thirteen. Strength save thirteen. Okay. Natural twenty. Uh, Fuck. Frito Misto is continuing to hold on to Chattanooga, and he says, "This is my dream. You understand my dream. I am not letting you stop me." Uh, is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's all I can do. Okay. Next up is Captain Armstrong. Uh, she that's pulls out worse. her sword. Uh, her rapier, and she is going to have a uh, make one of these whirlwinds come out. Uh, she swipes the air, and as the rapier swipes through the air, it creates this gust of wind that swift uh, that swirls and turns into like a little tornado. And it reaches out, and uh, she's going to try to grab uh, Ipatula with that, because Ipatula is less than twenty feet away from her. <laughs> uh, which spoiler alert is the range on the sword? Uh, that's not a spoiler. Why did I say that? Uh, Harrison, you ruined the sword for me. Yep, the immersion is gone. Yeah, she succeeds in catching Ipatula. She pulls him to her <laughs> and she stabs him, or she tries to. Yeah, that passes. Uh, and she deals uh, 10 damage to Ipatula. Uh, she cuts a big slash out of his chest and he looks almost dead. Uh, his eye patch falls off, and you can see that it was just a fashion thing. He has an eye under there. And he says, no, this is so embarrassing. Ah! <laughs> Next up is Spoons. I can't believe you're going to kill right. classic I, character Ipatula. Am, am I still in front of the big lady? Uh, no, she turned away from you, but you're still close to her. Okay. I, I'm, all right, I'm going to... Um... <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, okay, I'm going to go up to her. I'm going to tap her on the shoulder. Under my <laughs> breath, I'm going to go, under my breath, I'm going to go, desperate times. I take out the sack at my, that's tied says, around what? my hip. She says, what I, did I, you say? Uh, flaying mines? What? I kneel down. I take out the sack at my hip. Mm-hmm. As if it's a proposal. I put it out in my two hands. Yeah. Say, What's her name? Madame Verdulac. I kneel down, I kneel down, I take out the, the little brown sort of drawn sack yeah. from, that's tied at my hip. I hold it out as if I'm proposing to her and I say, Madame Bertilock. She will turns around you... and she says, what? Oh, hello. What is this? I say, will... <laughs> She's all... What I a say, pleasant will... surprise. <laughs> I say, will, will you... Beast. I take the bag. I open the bag. Yeah, roll a 1d10. Will you beast? I, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. A d10? Yeah, d10. Will you beast? That's a zero. Oh, 10. 10. 10? Yes. <laughs> this. This. Okay. Out of the bag of beasts comes Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so, so 
I plot as well. Every 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 uh every number in the bag of beasts is just a normal furry animal, except oh. Tin, which is Dracula. <laughs> I'm like, I'm holding it up to her like a fucking ring proposal. So it's like inches from her face. So he just explodes out. Dracula explodes into her face. I'm going to have her take. What is Dracula damage? What do you think? Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? Did that really, that really just happen? Yeah. Yeah. I can send you my bag of beasts list if no, you don't I be believe me. I believe me. you. I believe okay. you. He deals eight damage. As he flies into her face and his elbow oh hits her in the nose, God. and he Dracula says, damage. "He says, God, how do I make Dracula sound different from all the other vampires? Ah, make him louder. I'm just gonna do like do like Vampire <laughs> Square, like, oh, I am Dracula. What am I doing in this strange fantasy world? <laughs> is, this, is this the Dracula? <laughs> yeah, he says." I was in Transylvania hanging out with the mummy and the wolf man. How did I get here? Oh my god. <laughs> it's not even Who fantasy Dracula. It's not fantasy Dracula. It's just Dracula. Dracula. No, it's just Dracula. Man's Dracula to attack. <laughs> he's what is this? Is this another vampire? What the hell? And he's just sort of standing there confused. Uh, Can I say to Dracula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dracula, this this vampire uh, thinks that uh, she's better than you as the best vampire. So we brought you here to, to put her in her place because we know you're she number also... one. She said that she would never be one of your brides, even if you asked her nicely. <laughs> she's uh, Madam Verdelux says. Who the fuck is Dracula? And he turns to her and he says, Okay, that is the last straw. And uh, Dra Dracula, Dracula, Dracula enters. Dracula, it's not his turn yet, but he's going to enter the initiative. Let me roll for him. It is the last straw. And I am last yeah. in the initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm losing so, my so, fucking mind. But I must he's, wait my so, turn. <laughs> so he goes down a little bit in the initiative. So he's about to the last straw. And then he just sort of stands there. <laughs> Next up is you, Paul Venus. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, who's sorry. left? Is it just Ipatulo? Or no, no, no. Uh, oh, Madame Verdelock and Ipatulo. Okay. Ipatulo is almost dead. Uh, okay, I'm going to finish off Ipatulo with my sword. Gonna go, for, gonna go for the head. And that is a... Oh boy, that's 11. Yeah. That does not hit. <laughs> you try to hit Ipatula, but you I miss. Your sword ice. plunges Woo! into the ice, and it cracks a little bit more. Oh god. Uh, oh. Next, next up is Polly. She says, nice try. I'll finish it off, though. Uh, and then she uh, turns to uh, Ipatula, and... That hits. Dealing... Well, it's gonna be more than two damage anyway. What am I talking about? She, uh, she stakes Ipatula through the heart with her halberd. And no. he dies. He turns into dust and drifts away. Ipatula, no! No! Next up is Ani. Uh, so I'm looking at the ape, uh, stat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got a couple actions, uh... Fist, which is the fist attack, multi-attack, which is two fist attacks, and one that's just called rock, which I assume is you throw a rock. 
Can I do that, but with Dracula instead of the rock? Like, take him off the <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you can. What do you say as you do that in your ape speech? Uh, I'm just gonna go, oh, ape! <laughs> yeah, so do the rock attack, but using Dracula. That's a 19. That uh, hits? Yeah. Hit. Uh, Let's see, 1d6 plus 3. It's like the cannonball Dracula. special. Once, once you do that, I'll add Dracula damage to it. <laughs> oh, Alright, 8. 8, that comes out to... Uh, what's 8 plus 7? Does anyone know? 15. 15 damage. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula says, well, What are you doing, you strange naked ape? You know, you remind me of my friend, the naked wolfman. And uh, <laughs> as, he says that, wolf. as he says that, you t toss him at, um, at Madame Verdelock, and he hits her in the head with his elbow again. Next up is Fritomisto. Oh, and he's still stomping and stomping. And I'm going to do a strength check to see if. This does it. I'm, I shit you not, uh, that is another natural 20. What the uh, fuck? Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. He stomps on the ice, and he's holding Chattanooga. And the ice under all of you doesn't break, but the ice under Frito Misto certainly does. And he says, uh, Well, I'm gonna go achieve my dream now. Eugene, you know what happens if I die. And he falls. Is he floating in the air right now? Like yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's floating in the air like Wiley e. Coyote, and then he falls backwards into the blizzard below, holding Chattanooga. No! And Chattanooga says, "Dad, ah! Dad!" As he falls into the blizzard. And it is Ipatula's turn. <laughs> no, Ipatula died. Sorry, it actually is yeah. your turn, Eugene. I'm jumping in. I'm diving. You're diving into the blizzard. Okay. Uh. How about we break initiative here? Because all that's left is Madame Verdelock and Dracula. Uh, so, uh, and there's a whole thing going on there. So let's break <laughs> yeah, initiative. Important. Eugene, Eugene dives into the blizzard below. What do the rest of you do? Does anybody have any rope? <laughs> um, okay, so Eugene just jumped in, yeah? Mm -hmm. <sighs> all right. We got, we got the... You, know you what? see Dracula gonna... and Madame Ver Verdelock fighting in a big cartoon cloud. As they fight each other. Oh, Paul, man, what do we do? Oh. All right. Uh, I think while the vampire is distracted, I think we should just we should just slip out of here, you know, and go down the hole. Uh, down the hole? I just... we, we've been separated too many times, and it's led us to too many troubles. Eugene's already down there. Let's just, we got to stick together, you know? Captain, Captain Armstrong. No matter what. Uh, she says, I really don't think we should do that. I think we should just get out of here. Sorry, three men down. Like, okay. Like, a lot of people have died already. It's not that big a deal. And Polly looks up and she says, fuck you. I, we, we need to save him, right? Yeah, we do. I'm going to put my arms on. I'm going to put my arm on Paul's shoulder. I'm going to go, look, man. I'm going to go down the other side of this dome. I'm going to keep going. I'll meet up with you if you're going down there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on going, man. Pat him on the back. Then I, I sort of walk over to Armstrong. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Oh, okay. are we, are we well, breaking up? Okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, I'll go spoons. <sighs> well, 
Hasta la vista. And I step backwards out into the hole and fall. <laughs>